Wyndham Hotels and Resorts makes travel possible for all. Whether it's the long haulers looking for a great cup of coffee, a roomier rest for the on-a-wim road trippers, or a place to make summer memories with the whole family. No matter who you are, where you're going, or why, with 24 trusted brands to choose from like La Quinta, Days Inn, and Super 8, your Wyndham is waiting. Get the lowest price at WyndhamHotels.com. Restrictions apply. Visit website for more details. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn podcast. I'm Elizabeth Taylor. And I'm Alex Shapiro. We're estheticians in Williamsburg, Brooklyn, and we work with really incredible, diverse, ambitious, and driven people who are killing it in life. They deserve to be celebrated, and on this podcast, we're going to be sharing their stories with you. Yeah, and in between our interview episodes, we'll have Beauty School, where it's just the two of us, maybe some guest stars, and we'll be chatting about beauty, life, weird shit about being in your 30s, and learning more about one another, because that's what makes us more similar than different. Also, we're a lot of fun, and we have a super multicultural community, and we kind of think that you might too. So, why not talk about all things beauty under one black and Jewish roof? Plus, we'll be answering listener questions, so be sure to write us at truebeautybrokenpodcast at gmail.com. All right, guys, let's jump into the show. Welcome to the True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast. Welcome. It's Elizabeth. And Alex. I'm singing because I'm so excited for today's episode. We have two fucking incredible guests. They're so badass that they disrupted our entire release schedule. (laughs) (laughs) We're talking about Tess Barker and Babs Gray, the two bad bitches who helped to free Britney. They're also our sisters on the Exactly Right Network. Yeah, they are on the podcast Lady to Lady. They also are the hosts and the creators and the producers and the investigators behind Toxic, the Britney Spears story, which is an incredible podcast that's all about, well, it's all about Britney Spears. It's all about them and their quest to free Britney. Free Britney. And they're doing it. They did it. They fuck yeah. You guys, if you're listening to this live today live it's not live live okay in real time in real time if you guys are listening to this in real time today's november 12th 2021 it is also the day that britney is free from her conservatorship y'all i have to start by saying first of all i never gave i really was not a i'm not a britney spears fan in terms of her music i've never been a britney spears fan toxic was a bop but you know unfortunately I am. I fell prey to the patri- uh, the patriotism to the fucking patriarchy. <laughs> same thing, and like the like same thing exactly. Like and the way that they divided us, you know, among I guess like the binary, right? It's like, do you like Britney Spears or do you not? Are you Britney or are you Christina? Just like this stupid bullshit that divides and pits us as women as people against each other. And I fell victim to that in terms of like Britney Spears, and I just never thought much about her until, you know, this past year when I'm sure like a lot of you guys listening probably just started kind of paying attention. And I don't know, just seeing this young woman, this really, really talented woman, just have her rights completely stripped away from her for no reason other than greed, I guess, power, control, all of of these things. And just watching these two women help her get her freedom back has been... It's been so incredible. It's been really incredible to watch. It's been so eye-opening to learn about all the different ways that women are still controlled, all the different ways the legal system failed this woman, all the different ways the legal system continues to fail all of us. Because let's keep it real, this is a very, very privileged white woman. 
And look how much power she had taken and stripped away from her right before her very eyes. And if it can happen mm-hmm. to somebody like Brittany, bitch, you better believe it'll happen to your ass. Honestly. And that's why this story. <laughs> you better believe it'll happen. Because that's what, that's what made me like start to pay attention. I was like, if this is happening to this white woman who is very, very rich. Right. Like, what could happen to the rest of us? To the rest of us. It's scary. Honestly. And like, that's what really made me just selfishly start paying attention. And also, y'all know I'm here for women. I'm here for the empowerment and the preservation of all women and people who identify as women. And to see this... This person who seemingly had so much power really be powerless completely in front of us was shocking, eye-opening, all the things that I already said. Anyway, I'm just babbling. I'm so excited for you guys to listen to this. Tess and Babs are incredible women. They really dug in to learn all about this case. They basically taught themselves California law. I'm so, so proud of them. I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this episode. Me too. Yes. I, I really, same as Elizabeth, where I've never, I mean, I loved Britney Spears' music because it was fun, but I was never invested in her. Mm-hmm. I never, I mean, maybe if it were a Britney versus Christina thing back yeah. in the day, maybe I chose Britney. I don't know. I don't know. In camp, I made a dance to Jeannie in a Bottle and not Baby One More Time. So I mean, me too. I don't know. Same Z's. I get it. But it's just sad what's happened. But it's really fucking cool to see all of these people, all of her fans just kind of rally together. Yes. And do something great. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what I'm so drawn to also is just the power of the power that we do hold. Mm-hmm. You know, we we try to pretend like as a as a collective, we don't hold enough power to really make change. And this is a great example of, of somebody who we thought didn't have the power, was truly powerless against all of these massive systems that were working against her, and the power of voice, the power of people coming together and working towards this common goal and like raising their voices up and having the whole world turn and say like, wait a second, what the fuck? Wait a tick. Wait a tick. But these bad bitches did it. They did that. They turned a bitch like me who really didn't think twice about Britney Spears up until, you know, six months ago. Now I feel emotional. I am so emotionally invested in Britney goddamn Jean Spears. Girl, you a bad bitch. I'm here for you. I've become a stan. I really have. Same. And, you know, we said it before. We said it again. We're here for all women. And we're here for the autonomy of all women. We're here for all of us to Mm -hmm. fucking have control over our bodies. So... Without further ado, guys, here's our conversation with the incredible Tess Barker and Babs Gray about the freedom of Miss One, Brittany Jean Spears. I'm Tess Barker. I'm a comedian and writer based in Los Angeles. I'm Babs Gray. I'm also a comedian and writer and... Tess and I co-host Toxic, the Britney Spears story, um, as well as Britney's Graham and Lady to Lady. So we have a lot of podcasts. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So I'm so, so busy. You guys are super busy. I thought that we were busy with one podcast. You guys have. We're not really that busy. (laughs) I know. And then you also do your weekly live show in LA, right? It's monthly. Monthly. Okay. Yeah. That's Mm -hmm. a lot. You guys are super busy. Like a lot of commitments. A lot of talking into microphones. Yeah, I'm yeah, I'm running three monthly shows right now, and I was like, oh, that's maybe too ma- too many things to do. So that's a lot. You know. I, I don't know, and maybe it's like the stereotype of like millennials being non-committal, but it gives me a lot of anxiety to commit to shit. <laughs> so I admire <laughs> you. It's the only way I get anything done. So yeah. you have to. So it has to be some kind of commitment, or else I'm never going to fucking accomplish anything. <laughs> like someone, yeah. If it ends up like someone's mad at you, you're like, well, I'll stick to it because I don't want anyone mad at me. Yeah, it's good pressure to be worried about people being mad at you. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> so I'm excited to have you guys on specifically because I'm a, a big fan of Toxic, and I'm going to be honest. I really. Same. In my adult life, I didn't care one way or the other about Britney Spears. Mm-hmm. In my childhood life, I think I unfortunately like fell apart, unbeknownstly like fell apart of like the patriarchy of you either love her or hate her. And I fell into the like I hate her side for no reason other than why not? The people are telling me to do this, and I was 12 years old, so I listened. But I loved your guys's show because I think you did an incredible 
job of showing what two women can do when they really put their mind to something, but also this started out as something fun for you and really grew into something very serious. And you guys saw a real sort of violation of human rights and followed your guts and uncovered something that was really unfolding like before the world's eyes, but we all were blind to it. Mm-hmm. So that takes so, so much courage. I would love if you would tell our audience if they don't kind of know what your road to d- discovery of um, what we are kind of watching unfold now is. Yeah, you know, we've had our other comedy podcast, Lady to Lady, which y'all have been on um, for a long time, for like almost 10 years now. And so, you know, we're used to doing podcasts and stuff like that. And we both love Britney. Tess grew up as like a super big Britney fan. I was more of your like everyday Britney fan. And, you know, her Instagram was just fascinating to us. It was always, she was always posting these funny memes and like, you know, videos showing off her clothes and just like, I don't know, she seemed, it was like a really interesting view into her life. So we just thought like, let's make a podcast about her Instagram as like a fluke almost. We were like, oh, it'll be funny if we talk way too seriously about her Instagram posts. Let's overanalyze them, you know? So that was the idea. And we did that, started that late 2017 and, um, yeah, it just kind of, it was, we knew about the conservatorship, but we didn't really know what that meant exactly, you know what I mean? And like what that fully entailed. And then, yeah, Tess kind of like, I mean, Tess is like really the reason we're here, honestly. She like, she just like dove in and started looking at the court documents and stuff. Yeah, I think I've always been like kind of um, drawn to stories like Britney's, I guess, where something like this is happening in plain view, especially to a woman um i've done a lot of reporting also around like professional cheerleaders and how they're super underpaid and overworked and mistreated and that's i think another situation that's totally playing out in public view how do you get more public than than you know the dallas cowboys cheerleaders totally and those women are also being treated horribly so this was a subject matter that was kind of already in my wheelhouse so by nature of the show that babs and i were doing like we had a half an hour to fill every week about britney like so the joke that we were going to take this thing really seriously became a serious thing because we were spending so much time just dialed in on her Instagram and what was going on with her. Um, So as the show progressed, we sort of became more and more fascinated with like, why is she always just alone in her house doing gymnastics? Where is everyone, you know? And so I was doing show notes for an episode and I stumbled across this notice for a hearing that one of her conservators was going to seek a raise for his position. And I thought, well, that's weird. I mean, from everything I know, this shouldn't really be a for-profit job. You know, I have disabled people in my family and I know what a big deal it is to be a caretaker for a disabled person. I thought, well, that's kind of odd that someone would be really trying to profit off of the situation. So I went to his hearing. He asked for a raise of up to almost half a million dollars a year. At that hearing, there was like pretty much no one else there. There were a couple other tabloid reporters there who were like super cozy with the people in the conservatorship, but no one else was really paying attention that hearing lasted about 15 minutes. He got that raise. Wow. And the thing that really kind of gives me the chills a lot about that day is like, as I was leaving that courthouse, a bunch of people were huddled together, including like Casey Kasem's daughter and a couple other people. And they grabbed me and they said, are you a reporter? And I was like, yeah. And uh, they said, we have a big story for you. We've all been victims of conservatorship abuse. And I still to this day Whoa, don't I just know got what... the fucking chills so hard. Right? Wow. Yeah. I don't know why they grabbed me. I mean, I guess I like looked like I wasn't there for court business or whatever, but it was like, because the way things have panned out, I was like, oh, there's so much about this story that I'm like, something bigger was pushing this truth to get out there. And like, mm-hmm. when I look back, that really gives me the chills. But wow. um, so I left the courthouse and I was in the lift home texting Babs, like, oh my God, you're never going to believe it. This happened in like 15 minutes. Like I got the raise, like Brittany wasn't even there. And these people stopped me and told me that there's this whole other thing with conservatorship abuse. Mm -hmm. So we started talking about that on the podcast. And that's really when like the shift occurred and it really became a podcast where we were like analyzing Brittany's legal case. And then concurrently with that, this is like another thing of like something bigger, just this all kind of like there was this confluence of factors that just kind of led to this. But while we were already really dialed into what was going on with her case, all this crazy shit started happening. Mm -hmm. She had a residency that was supposed to be starting in Vegas. And a couple days after New Year's Eve, she just canceled this three-year contract out of nowhere and said that it was because she had to take care of her dad who was having colon issues. Mm -hmm. And Babs and I were like, what? She's not even close to her dad. We know that like she's never been close to her dad. I'm like, why would you end a three-year engagement 
over caring for someone and Britney's going to be the one caring for this person. Like everything about that was funky. Right. Like Britney's got money to pay someone to care for. And it's Vegas. It's like Vegas (laughs) for the dad who's a piece of shit, especially. Yeah. And it's like, how how many people in the world really get like Vegas residencies, like offered that, that somebody would just like walk away from it also. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. No, there were many odd things about it. There was also before that, like the announcement of the residency, which she looked like she did not want. She looked like, you know, deer in the headlights, like the most uncomfortable person Being in the world. Being forced into and, it. Mm-hmm. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And so mm-hmm. we were like, what the fuck? Yeah, it was just very on edge, yeah. Right, um, right. And then, so there's this really, this announcement where she uses verbiage, like, I'm taking time off because my dad almost died. And then three days later, the paparazzi capture photos of her in and out with her boyfriend, and she looks happy as a clam. She looks <laughs> fucking, like, relaxed and stoked getting in and out burger. Then homegirl disappears. Completely. Uh-huh. And so we, again, like this was kind of another thing of like, we had a podcast about her Instagram and she wasn't posting on Instagram. Mm-hmm. There were no, there was nothing to talk about with her. So we got really, really into the case and we were like, we called it the Britney shutdown. The Britney shutdown. Yeah. yeah. It was like <laughs> the government shutdown had also been happening here. So we were, yeah. Like people literally posted a milk carton with her face on it being like, where is Britney? Cause she was just nowhere. Oh my God. Yeah. And then um, the news broke that she had been was in a mental health facility and that she'd been there for a week. And we were like, a week? This seems weird. It said she checked herself in. And we're like, can she even do that under a conservatorship? So then we got a voicemail on our voicemail line, which was just for, like, mostly for funny, like, you know, jokey theories about dumb things on her Instagram. And we got this guy who said... You know, yeah, I'm a paralegal who works with who worked with one of the companies involved with Britney's case. You know, you guys are on to something. She's being held there against her will. She's been there for quite some time. And we were like, ah, I'm know. getting the chills now, but I got the chills oh when I God. listened to that episode so, and that guy's message. I was just like, yeah, what the fuck? Like, it creeped me out. So when I first listened to this, I didn't realize that this is like the second now time that like somebody says, keep going. I didn't know the first time that somebody like that. Also, I want to know what happened with Casey Kasem, but <laughs> Casey <laughs> like, Kasem's daughter. Yes, but I, but I'm curious, like, what was that story? Anyway, so keep going. Sorry, I'm excited. This is clue number two. <laughs> keep going. This is like a spy that's, movie. I mean, oh my goodness, that's what this whole thing is: is keep going because mm-hmm. we would not have been here without these various people telling us to keep going. What told you to follow your gut? And also what gave you like the bravery to continue to do it? And you weren't just like, okay, this is like maybe too too much for me. I mean, releasing that initial voicemail, we really had this sense and that was been definitely confirmed to us now with Brittany's testimony. But, you know, we really, it was very surreal, but we had the sense that like Brittany was in danger and we had to help her, mm. which was so weird as someone that has always been a Britney Spears fan to be like sitting in my living room, like, okay, I guess we have to, help Brittany. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. Save her. That's what we said on the episode. We were like, uh, let's free Brittany. Uh, you know, I mean, and at that time, it's like, it felt, it wasn't just that she was in the conservatorship, it was that she was at this facility against mm-hmm. her will, you know, so it felt extremely urgent. Yes. So we were like, I guess we have to do this. I mean, we talk about it a lot as like, was there ever a question of what, if we were going to do it? I don't know if there was, you know, we, I think we knew we needed to, but I, I also like, Man, we've been through the rigor the past few years, so it's yeah. like wild to look back at and think about that making that choice. I mean, it was I, I'm not stupid in some ways, but I don't think we could have ever predicted, you know, what we were in for after that. Totally. Um, yeah, so we released the episode. We did it overnight on purpose so that like it could kind of reach the corners of the internet and wouldn't get like taken down or something. And then the next morning, it was everywhere. Eve wore a free Britney shirt on the talk. It was like Whoa. going wild and. And Britney's mom, Lynn, was liking comments that said free Britney. Yeah. So that's what, like, legitimized yeah. it for most people. Um, and then, yeah, it just kind of went from there. there, it was like our lives just completely changed. I mean, like, we were just being flooded with DMs from people. You know, like, eight out of ten of them were just, like, you know, things that made no sense. But then, like, you know, a decent amount of them, we got contacted by people who knew more things about what was going on with Britney. We started to establish the conversations with sources that were sort of close to the situation and so then that just dragged us like further into the story because we learned more and it was like even kind of worse than we knew or realized. And so that started this whole two year journey that culminated in toxic where we sort of were just gathering information and trying to understand what was going on. Cause it's such a multi-part problem. Like what happened to Brittany, you know, it's very easy to 
blame Jamie Spears because fuck him. But, um, <laughs> but you know, it, it's really this very corrupt court system. Mm-hmm. And it's all that Britney Spears is someone that, you know, what really astounds me about her situation is she's someone who's been around a lot of people for the last 13 years. Yeah. A lot of people have seen little bits and pieces of what's going on with her. And by virtue of NDAs or just fear in general, have just been coerced into silence. So that's another sort of bizarre thing about this is we were getting little bits and pieces from people who knew what was up, mm-hmm. but who were too scared to come forward. Was this before or after or during when, because like as somebody who was from the outside, who's just like a person of the internet, right? I would see that they, people would say like, oh, Brittany said, you know, their fa- her fans are saying, if you need help, wear a yellow shirt. And she would be like, oh, here I am wearing my favorite yellow shirt. Was this like yeah. during the same time as you guys are starting to find this information or like timeline wise, mm-hmm. like that's about the, okay. So there's all of these about different the signs. Mm-hmm. It's not just you guys on your own. It's like also the internet knows like it's, yes, it's all these little things as you're saying that are also big things that are pushing the story forward. That is also giving you guys fuel and also like credibility to yourselves, I guess, right? That's just like we're on to something. Totally. I mean, we were trying to not really look at the Instagram as much anymore. This is the point where we were really digging into like the court documents and because we were like, you know, the general public's not going to give a shit about some like yellow shirt Instagram thing. We wanted to pull out like cold, hard facts Mm. about like, this is undeniable what's going on here. So Mm -hmm. that's what we were concentrating on. But then, yeah, you look at that and you're like, I mean, she was definitely communicating via her Instagram. There's no question about it. Wow. (laughs) Whenever I, um, and I mean, obviously you're talking about NDAs and all of this, because I had this thought one day where I was just like, okay, well, she posts all this stuff on Instagram and her home is very, very clean. Obviously there's people working at her house, right? Keeping it clean, keeping the yard maintained, all these things. And I'm like, what are those people seeing? And I mean, I'm sure they're being paid to keep quiet. So like, whatever. Well, you know what? They're being paid to report it back to Jamie. Like, because wow. there was the, you know, the New York Times came out with that with framing Britney Spears in February of this year. That kind of blew, you know, another huge moment in, in this case. Mm-hmm. And they just released a follow up, which I would definitely recommend everyone watch called Controlling Britney Spears. That's about the surveillance she's endured. And in that, they say that everyone who worked at her house reported every single thing back to Jamie. Wow. Everything That's making that me feel ill. Wow. It's disgusting. disgusting. I mean, yeah. she like, did not have what? Access- she's alone in the house doing nothing? Like... Well, they were, they were mirroring her iPhone onto an iPad. So absolutely every communication she made on her phone was being mirrored to her father and her entire management and security team. Mm-hmm. They were recording her inside her bedroom. Mm-hmm. They recorded conversations in her bedroom with her boyfriend, with her sons. I mean, it's astounding what they've done to her and what she's lived through. I mean, I can't even. I think it's important to mention also because I've, I've had these conversations with people about what's been going on. Because like I said, I really... I became very interested in this, honestly, after I listened to the podcast you told me to listen to, right? It's like Only the Rich. Yeah, they, they, they the did rich, a Britney. Right? They did a yeah, Britney yeah, thing, yeah. and that's kind of what got me. You're like, I clearly what? dove huh? into a lot of, and I think there for a while I was just like, I'll listen to anything, Britney. I want to see it from all angles. Yeah. But I guess my point is like when I speak Obsessed. with women about this, and like, I'll be honest, I'm going to speak from like the women of color angle because this, these are the women who I speak to. Well, you're like, I'm oh, also black. <laughs> right. But it's important to note that Jamie Spears is a real fucking piece of shit. And Britney mm-hmm. Spears wanted nothing to do with him before all of this started. Because people are like, oh, but it's his, it's her dad. And a normal, like, as somebody who just had to go home, <laughs> had to just, like, have my dad come and pick me up and take me out of the city for a couple of days. This is, we're not talking about a normal father. We're talking about mm-hmm. somebody who has been abusive her entire life, if I understand this correctly. Yeah. Allegedly, right? And who she wanted nothing to do with, I think, up until you know, this whole thing started and actively asked for him to not be in her life. And so that's also like the other part of the story that's so disgusting is she wanted nothing to do with him. And then here he comes taking control of everything, every part of her. It's like very sick and twisted. Yeah. I mean, like the initial, because we, a lot of the work that we did on Toxic was we did a lot of just like kind of a forensic look at like the week that she was conserved because it really is a crime. I mean, like, so many things went wrong, and her rights were violated in so many different ways. They essentially held her captive while they took care of this in the court system. And how that initial incident occurred is that her consent was violated. She Mm. had told her security, my dad is not allowed on my property. She was an adult woman at the time. She Mm -hmm. was 26 years old. We should all have the right to say who does and doesn't come into our home. Mm -hmm. And he broke into her home, and that's how he was able to kickstart 
the series of events that led to her being hospitalized so that she, she could be conserved. So like it started with this really initial violation of her boundaries. Yeah. And also just very scary how he used this angle of her being like mentally ill or whatever mm-hmm. he used to drive this. Yes. And like, I'm sure she's, if she wasn't now, she definitely has mental health problems because yes. look at what the fuck has been done to her by her own father, her mm-hmm. own family. Mm-hmm. I, I mm-hmm. think I they're all That's... guilty in some sense. Right. Mm-hmm. It's really sad to me. And I mean, similar to Elizabeth, like I never was a big, I, I didn't not like Britney, but I was never like a really big fan. And I definitely, I mean, whenever that was 10 years ago when she kind of had her like quote unquote mental breakdown. Dude, 15. It was like 15 yeah, years ago. It was like ago. a long time ago. Yeah. yeah. Where I was like, all those memes that are like, you know, the 90s are 30 years ago or whatever. Yeah, I'm like, no, they're not. They're five <laughs> years ago. Um, but I definitely like rolled with the whole like, oh, Britney Spears is nuts. She's crazy. Mm-hmm. And I feel so sad about that. And I'm so much more aware of this just with like all humans because. Mm-hmm. Like, that's fucked up. The other thing to just throw out there really quick, and you guys tell us, is that the the main, the thing that's, like, the most fucked up about all of this is that the main form that had to be signed by a doctor saying that, yes, she is indeed mentally incapacitated to take care of herself was never signed. That's correct. Allegedly. No, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. wasn't. It wasn't. I mean, we haven't found... There's multiple yeah. places where it should have shown up by now and it has never shown up. Yeah, it's called a capacity declaration. It's basically the document that is necessary to get someone into a conservatorship and they didn't have one. They didn't have that. She did not have the right to choose her own attorney. Mm-hmm. I was just going to ask you're gonna... about that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and here's the real twisted thing. The reason she wasn't able to have the right to choose her own attorney is because the guy that like they default gave the job to told the court, mm, she doesn't have the capacity to choose her own attorney, which ended up being real convenient for him because then he got the job, which paid him $10,000 a week. All of these There's people so need to be held accountable, like every single fucking one of them. Yes. I know. And I'm really hopeful her her new attorney, finally, who she got. It's just crazy to see the difference between mm-hmm. the new attorney, the ter- attorney she decided to hire versus this, you know, lazy piece of shit who never did anything. Yeah, the attorney she's hired now, it's like, I think he really is. He's go- He knows that this is a big fucking case and he's going after everyone. Yeah. Good. Uh, good. Good. Yes. yes. Even if, like, nothing totally happens to everyone, I want them to all be scared that it will happen because fuck anyone who went along with this just for the money because that's, they all, that's all it was they all right? went along like, with it just for the money sorry i'm i promise i don't want to start yelling because i'm so bad i was like alex don't let me start yelling during this conversation i mean <laughs> She's it like, is, oh, it's gonna be hard it's a, it is a wild story because i think yeah i you know i like you i said there everyone has their own opinion now it's like britney and what happened back then and i I don't know that I necessarily was like, well, fuck her when she, you know, in 2007, 2008. But I definitely bought into the narrative as well. It's like, oh, looks like daddy's going to help. I didn't know the details, mm-hmm. what was going on. Mm-hmm. So I think it was very easy for a lot of us to just sit back and go like, okay, I guess everything's fine. And like, totally. you know, yeah, she, she's this fucking rich pop star. Like, she's she's okay. Mm-hmm. So yeah. it just was easy to sweep under the rug for so long yeah. because they you know could do that also like the first two albums she released particularly the albums that came out right after she was conserved were like fucking lit Mm -hmm. like circus is an amazing album femme fatale is an amazing album i saw the circus tour and so like from the fan perspective i think i was blinded because i i didn't even think to be critical of her situation because it was like oh my gosh she's thriving you know we went from seeing her in what was clearly like a situation of serious distress and you know that's totally undeniable she was under a lot of duress and distress in 2007 2008 to just like headlining this amazing tour where she was dancing her fucking ass off and and just crushing it and and releasing bop after bop so i think they pulled the wool over our eyes in that way too it's like nobody thought to question it i thought that she was better because because of that i was just like oh look at her she got herself a good weave She's not rubbing off her makeup anymore. I think that she's, like, better. And also, I I do want to say, like, just one more thing about, like, her circumstance is that, like, Alex and I just recently got signed to Exactly Right, as you guys did. And she and I went from being just, like, nobodies to suddenly in this situation where, like, 
we couldn't turn to anybody. We could turn to one person because we happened to know somebody who owned a podcasting studio and be like, can you help us like navigate this? And she was like, I'll get you the best podcasting lawyer in the country. But besides that, I was like, you can't Google this shit. You can't look this up. And this is just like two fucking idiots who started recording themselves. Imagine being Britney fucking Spears. Britney Spears yeah. thrust, like people I don't think understand the magnitude of just like that lifestyle that even if she did have a situation in which like she needed time off or what have you, who the fuck among us wouldn't in that circumstance? Like once we've seen what she was dealing with, the other side of the camera, I guess, is like I heard you guys on Jimmy Legimel's podcast last week and that's what she was sort of saying is when we all in this light at the documentary that you guys were talking about, saw 60 reporters around her. And then it's like, oh my God, who who would have been able to handle that without losing it? Oh yeah. Honestly. I mean, watch what happens if I'm in a bar and some guy touches my waist. Exactly. You know what I mean? Like, I, I lose my mind. I lose my, you guys just saw my face pop up. I lose my fucking mind. <laughs> I know. And you know what? It's so interesting because like we've watched so much footage of her and she handles most of it so well too. Mm-hmm. That's the thing is she, that's what's so disgusting about this is she was such a vibrant, you know, amazing person. And, and like, I got to know her more making all of this because I didn't see that. I didn't know that side of her as much and watching all of these interviews where she was just so like, fuck you, I'm gonna be myself, you know, to everybody. And to watch people just drain that out of her because they couldn't take their fucking talons out of her. It's so disgusting. The questions that they would ask her, like the fact that they would ask a young girl about her virginity. Creepy shit. And we were all talking about it. That is so insane. It's really odd. They were, that was like this weird cultural George W. Bush thing, too. Like, that was something that we really realized while we were making Toxic is like, Oh, yeah, I forgot that, like, that was, like, common yes. for adults to be, like, talking to teens about whether they were having sex. As if it was anybody's fucking business. Gross. Yeah. Gross. It's Dis- gross. Yes, disgusting. Um. Oh, but I wanted to say is, do we know who called Justin Timberlake out for um... being a douche? <laughs> Canoe? Yeah, <laughs> I think it was enough. the New York Times doc, right? Because they <gasps> yes, had, yes, maybe they really got into it with um the whole Crimea River Gate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, that yeah, that's what that. it was. Yeah, I think that's when he issued his little notes apology. I was like, <laughs> what a little shit fucker! Like and that guy's been playing with all of us for forever. Do you know what I mean? Honestly, like, after Britney, mm-hmm. let me get the brown girls, and it's like you're playing with our heartstrings too, Justin. We see through you. We see you. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, do you think so? Brittany obviously knows about you guys on the podcast, right? I'm pretty sure she, she has. To. I mean, she's obviously very dialed into like free Brittany. And I mean, the weirdest yeah. thing is the day before we released Toxic, she reposted one of our posts on her account. Yes. Oh, shit. Yeah, she thanked and you first, guys. I hope I saw that. First, she tagged us, and we were like, why is Brittany tagging us? Like, oh my God. <gasps> and then, so we were already like shook. And then, like, five hours later, we realized we went through our feed, and it was a fucking post of ours from, like, two years prior that she found, reposted, and then tagged us in. So it was like, was she scrolling deep on our feed? Yes. (laughs) Yes. She knew. She was like, who are these girls that are, like, that are out here in my business? Also, thanks, I guess, but they're really... Digging around. That's that's definitely been the the crux of this. Because we're like, you know, we want to help her, but also obviously like don't want the media to just be all up in her shit again. So it's like, it's like this problem of like trying to make this all transparent, but also be like, okay, now truly though, can we like leave her alone after this, please? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is so wild to me. And also her dad, at what point did he like weasel his way in to take over everything? February 2008. Yeah. Okay. He was there from day one. He started the conservatorship with a guy named Andrew Wallet. That's the guy who got the big right. raise that Tess talked about. And it was just the both of them for a very long time until, you know, the last year or two. Yeah. Um, I don't want to like do any spoilers because I want everybody to go and listen to your podcast if they haven't already because there's just so many 
you guys have just done like such an incredible job of diving in so deep and like learning the law, <laughs> like California law, which is <laughs> yeah, like the like, hardest. What the fuck? You guys yeah, could like, probably both, in the both like pass the bar exam now. Honestly, but... we got asked to speak at like a conservative, like some kind yeah. of legal thing. Really? <laughs> debt. Did you say yes? I love how hard you're we like tackling about it. We were going to our friends it. getting married that weekend, so we can't. But um, God oh, damn man. it. I would love that. <laughs> yes, that's such, that's so great. I just think you deserve it. I you mean, do. And I, you know enough. Yes. Okay. <laughs> Will you um tell us real, real quick what's like, what kind of is happening right now? Like where are the cases right now? I don't, I don't think I'm super up to date. I'm not up to date either. Today, we do anticipate that she's going to get out of this conservatorship. Wow. And it's wild. It's insane. It's been such a crazy ride. And like for so much of this, I mean, that's been another really eye-opening thing about the conservatorship system is Babs and I have been to every single hearing of hers since spring of 2009. And there have been so many false starts and so many times that we were like, oh my God, definitely today's going to be the day. How could she let this, how could the judge let this continue? Um, and she has, but it's, it, it, I think there's, it's almost certainly Brittany's going to get out of the conservatorship. What's with this judge? Yeah. I mean, not to get yeah. any of us in trouble, but what's with this judge? I think everyone is trying to cover their own ass, basically, yeah. is what it comes down to. So mm. I think that the judge is not... Well, she's not really allowed to make decisions that aren't right right in front of her. So she couldn't have stepped in and ended it herself. You know, someone would have had to present the termination. Mm -hmm. But I do think it's like uh, she's not going to overstep her bounds in any way that could possibly get her in trouble. No. And another thing that really, I mean, she does have some authority that she chose not to exercise. You know, she could have compelled Brittany to appear in court. There was this two-year period where Brittany wasn't showing up. And so all the lawyers were just kind of like, telling the judge what to do. And the judge could have said, you know what? I, I, I really want to make sure that Brittany's okay. Mm-hmm. I think we need to get her in here. I need to hear some testimony from her. She didn't do that. Yeah. I actually don't know legally what she could have done to protect Brittany, but it really sat poorly with me that after Brittany's testimony in June, that Brittany then went back to the custody of those same people that she had just outed for abusing her. Yeah. And the court did nothing to protect her. Yeah. Like that was so scary and brave what she did. And then she went back and those people were still in charge of her. Yeah. And the judge heard all that and had heard all that before. Yeah. So now what will happen to her dad? Can he have access to any money from her after this? No. No, he's been cut off. Yeah, he so, so her 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 lawyer did did a strategic move. The you know, the last time they were in court basically it was like his lawyers all of a sudden were like, you know what? Let's just end it. Actually, uh, it's good. We'll just end it. <laughs> yeah. And and yeah. Her, her and Brittany's lawyer was like, no, because if they just ended it, that means that they won't get the access to all the information and like be able to go after the dad and all this stuff. So basically, they they got Jamie out, but they brought in another guy who's able to forensically look at all what's been going on with all the money before you know it ends. So. That was a good move, hopefully, and we hope, you know, he can, they could dig in there and see because she's definitely been swindled out of, you know, a large amount of her, her money. Yeah. Look, when they tried to say that Brittany, is her name Brittany Jean Spears? Yes. Do you see, I went from not even knowing this woman. I know her, I know her <laughs> fucking middle name, her government name. That Brittany Jean Spears was worth $60 million. I was like, bitch. You trying no. to play me right now? You trying to play me? And a bitch ain't that dumb. Is, she, no shit on Jessica Jessica Simpson, but less than Jessica Simpson. Half <laughs> as much as Jessica Simpson. Which I know. <laughs> her weaves are great. Her boots are great. No, all them perfumes. The there's deal. no way. There's no way. I was like, this is how how nobody else saw that is. It just says to me how happy everybody was just living in her pockets they were just happy living oh, in her pockets, i, I basically imagine like scrooge mcduck swimming through yes. all the money like that's just like was britney's yes. all the people making money off of the conservatorship yeah. but yeah i mean her former business manager has already been subpoenaed i think this oh. lawyer's out Ooh. for blood Good. I-, I think we're gonna Ooh. see like i think Ooh, the next phase of this story is gonna be the revenge kill bill segment yes <laughs> i can't yes. wait get your money girl you deserve it yeah. and i guess the other thing that's like so sad that I kind of like to parlay into is that we talk about feminism and on one hand it's like there's a female judge isn't that feminism but on the other hand it's like we were all so happy to to just watch a quote-unquote mentally ill person just taken away and do whatever you will with them a mentally ill woman let me say and I think that's the other thing that really needs to be discussed here is like why 
we are also complicit in that, especially in the guests in this world of like, you know, millennials and Gen Z. We're all just like, oh my God, guess what my therapist told me? But <laughs> the reality is like here we were just all watching. You know, when I tell people about her, they're like, oh, well, she was mentally ill. And I'm like, the bitch did a worldwide tour twice, if I understand correctly. The bitch was a judge on American Idol. Like, how is it possible that we're so willing to let her get, like, locked away and throw away the key and have every all of her rights taken away, which you guys can tell us about that also. But she's able to do all of these feats that I guarantee not one other person among us could do. Like, why? Why? Why is that? I mean, that's a, that's a, gr a greater question. I don't expect one of you to answer that. But <laughs> I mean, there's so many factors at play, right? I mean, first of all, I think that if we want to talk about, like, the cultural things, like, we're very quick to infantilize women. Yeah. You know, of course, that's mm -hmm. a huge. And I think women do it to women. Of course, women can be misogynistic. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And we should note that Brittany has had two female judges. The judge that she currently has is not the judge that implemented the conservatorship. So two women have sat by and watched this happen. Mm -hmm. But I think also that's, we really get, we, we like to objectify and kind of like laugh at women that we perceive as crazy. I think you saw that with Whitney Houston. Mm -hmm. I think you saw it with Anna Nicole Smith. I think, you know, I, I think it's Amy Winehouse. Yeah. Nobody was really exercising any kind of empathy around those women. Yeah. Um, it was a joke to a lot of people. Yeah. Um, and I don't think, point. I think that you do see that a lot more with women than you do with like famous men. A hundred percent. Well, and I think, you know, something we talk about in the podcast too, is that even the way looking at Britney's situation in that way can be ableist as well, being like, oh, but she can do this, uh, this and this, so therefore she must be fine, you know, which is his own problem because it's like, oh, well, then we still need to look at the problem that you should not have your rights taken away totally. if you have a disability. You know, the system is supposedly supposed to be in place for people who, you know, if it's only absolutely necessary, but that's not what's happening in most cases. So what really has to be done is, you know, we have talked to legislators who are, are trying to make laws where it, it's not only the last possible option, but it's also individualized to the person. So it's not just a blanket, hey, let's get rid of everything, you know, totally. all of your rights. So I think that that's a huge conversation needs to be had as well, where it's just like, it's not just about, oh, she can do this, this and this. It's, a, it's about, you know, nobody should have their rights taken away in this manner. Yeah, 100%. Totally. What's going on with her kids? She They're posted some pics with them recently, yeah. which is nice. Yeah. She got to go to Van Gogh Live with them, which looked really cute. Yeah. Oh, that did look very cute. <laughs> I never saw this. Okay, that makes me happy because I just think about, like, she's going through all of this plus, like, God, she had kids with fucking Kevin Federline. <laughs> so, like, that's the extra. And they look like with. him. I don't remember how old I was when they got together, but I remember even at this young age, I was like, this guy? <laughs> You know what? Okay, so this is to get real deep into like Britney psychology. I think that this actually the root of this is in Justin Timberlake. I do blame mm. him for because I think after Justin, she wanted the opposite of Justin for like the rest of her dating career. Mm. Like that was the last other like super famous person she was really like coupled up with. And so I feel that K Fed was a reaction. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I think that makes total sense. This is like Jeff really Bezos' ex-wife going and dating like a high school science teacher. Now she's married to like a high school science teacher. Is she? <laughs> yeah, oh, I didn't know. Like that. the total opposite too. of this like fucking billionaire, you know? Yeah, I mean, we talked. You know, we talked to Jason Alexander, her who she was married to for like I don't know a day, fifty-five hours. Yeah, fifty-five <laughs> hours in in Vegas, and uh, who. Whose Instagram got hacked and sent us a, a hacked DM, which made me laugh a lot. But um, <laughs> what did it say? Was it a dick? I was it was like say. one of those. You no, know, it was like one of those. Like I got twenty-five thousand dollars. Like it was like he obviously. <laughs> I could also see him like literally emailing us that. Yeah, right. <laughs> that feels good. Oh, that guy. I felt bad for that guy. Don't feel bad for him. No, it's fine. All right. No. He's I mean, pretending his Instagram's and... hacked to get money from people. He was on people. the Capitol on, on January 6th, so. Oh. oh. Yeah. Yeah. Jesus. That's, fucking, that's fine. We can blame it all on Justin Timberlake. I'm fine with that. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> but he, I think he was like, yeah, he was, you know, they got married. She really liked him, obviously. They've known each other forever. And then they annulled, they made them annul that marriage. She got married to K-Fed like six months later. Like she oh, was wow. ready for, she was ready for someone who was not Justin Timberlake. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize until we made the show 
I get, I'm sure at the time I did, but like how close the Vegas wedding was to KFED. And yeah. like when we talked to Jason, um, you know, the, like, you know, the, like they had this crazy night in Vegas and they were like partying and they'd always kind of had this on again, off again thing. And she was like, let's get married because then they can never separate us. And I'll be able to take a break from touring. And I think that even at that young age, it's possible that she kind of saw getting married as like kind of an escape. I think the same. Absolutely. I think the same in the same way, like the way that you're describing it, it's almost like it's the seventies and it's like, I can't move out of my dad's house because I literally can't get an apartment or a credit card without a husband. Yeah. It's like that old school mentality. It's very obvious from any, you know, any interviews with her and stuff that she craves like, you know, quote, a normal life. You know, she craves a family, you know, a strong home, a strong family life and kids and everything like that. So I think like at her core, you know, she loves performing and everything, obviously, but she also really, really wants that typical kind of home life. So well, she never I'm got sure to have it ever. It you know, yeah. before she became famous, it sounds like her dad was kind of a deadbeat. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah, I, f- I feel sad for her that she, as a child and now as an adult, hasn't still hasn't gotten to have that yet. Everyone deserves that. I listened to and she read the uh, Mariah Carey's uh, memoir earlier so this good. year. I so blew through so it. good, oh, right? Damn. And it just, you know, when she said, like, when she was like, you know, I didn't think that I deserved happiness because I got everything else that I ever wanted. Like, look, I was a, I'm a famous pop star. Like, I just didn't, I'm going to get emotional. And it's like, I feel I like part of Britney Spears probably felt the same way. I feel like a big part of her was probably just like, you know, I finally got everything that I wanted. Maybe if I just like, I'm a good girl, then it'll all work out. Maybe if I just like, you know what I mean? Just like do what these people are telling me to do. It'll just work out. And then 15 years later, you blink and the woman's almost 40 years old and still in this situation. I mean, the Mariah story reminded me a lot of Britney in a lot of ways. I mean, first of all, you look at the Tommy Mottola relationship uh, and it's the same thing. It's like so Mariah fucking She's Mariah Carrie. fucking And she was blamed for like being yes. this like young Lolita almost. Yes. Trying to go mm-hmm. over this older man for his money. It's like, Mm-mm. motherfucker, she was Carrie. already Mariah Carey She's at happy that in point. her Reeboks and her scrunchy socks. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> God, I identify oh, with her God. so much because she's also from Long Island. So I really... <laughs> <laughs> but when I read that, I, I yeah, it's just, very similar. Well, and also the part where Mariah, like, what really got, I remember I listened to that book while I was on a run and I was like crying on a run. So good. The chapter where she's talking about how all she wanted to do was take a nap. Yes. And she had to like go hide yes. at her friend's house in Brooklyn just to take a nap. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Like, fuck that. That's what I mean. Wait, was <laughs> that a whole, a whole chapter? Yeah, essentially. Yes, because she's trying to take a nap. Yeah, girl, because I was like, a breakdown of like part of her brain. And then she, oh my God, that's what, God. I home. Listen, I never, God, I always loved her music, it. but I never thought twice about her. And then when I read this, when I listen to her music now, my husband's always oh. like, okay. Because I'll be like, do you know what this song is about? Like, she wrote the song when she was dating Derek Jeter. Wait, I have a question. Was that an internet rumor or was it true that Mariah Christina Aguilera and somebody else were going to come together to put together a Britney fund. Was that oh, and like share or something? Okay, so this is this is I have heard rumors not substantiated that that is another person I've heard in the mix is Sarah Jessica Parker. Yes, and Madonna. Yes. Oh, have been like low-key so great her get forces that made me so happy i was like bad bitches unite like please yeah i mean share share has gone hard for britney the whole time on twitter yes. and it's all of these women who i'm sure they have experienced similar exactly shit. the same way that we all do like who are we to feel so strongly toward i'm shocked honestly by not shocked because i love women but i'm kind of shocked because i never thought that i'd be such a strong stand for britney fucking spears <laughs> well i'm not gonna lie because i'm just like <laughs> Because I, I just feel like she's every she's every woman. <laughs> it's true because I think of like not to bring up true crime stuff, but like the Gabby Petito case and how a lot of people were like, oh, it's just like the white woman syndrome. And I'm like, for me, it's beyond that because it's the very typical. Oh, she's crazy. Yes, you know, yes, like, yes, yes. You know, they show that footage of her and her boyfriend when they got stopped by the cops, and it's so obvious what he's talking about that cop mm-hmm. talking to with that cop about is like, Oh, she's crazy. Yes. You know, like joking mm-hmm. about it, but not. And yes. it's just, it's all the same story. And it's all like, Oh, well, what was she wearing? She was like this sex symbol when she was a, a kid, but then asking about her for just like everything about it, everything about Britney Spears, I feel like is what so many of us can understand and relate to just as being a woman of this world in terms of like, 
being told to act a certain way, but then being chastised for acting a certain way. But then why do you look like this? But then why do you look like that? But then be like the Madonna, but then be the whore, but then dance for us, but then get locked up. And just like, that's what I mean by like, she's every woman. Like we just all know that pull, the push and pull of society. Right. And yeah, so you can't ways. you can't fucking win. You can't you just can't fucking win. win. Yes, and you like, said it the thing about Britney is that like when we think about like vintage Brit, like 2006 Brit, another thing that really breaks my heart slash makes me so proud of her is like part of why they went so hard for her is she was kind of like determined not to let them govern the rules. Mm-hmm. She was like, fine, you're going to fucking follow me around with cameras. I'm just still going to have curlers in my hair. Like the rule, I'm not going to let these rules govern my life. Yeah. But then like, I hate that that ended up being her downfall. Like she really, she kind of was like refusing to let them put her in a box, but they still did. I know. Yeah. There's just no way out. There's no way out. I mean, there's just so many things working against. I mean, just, I know I keep, I always say this, but this is honestly one of the things I've been thinking about. I say this on like almost every every episode these days, but I've been thinking a lot about systems that work so fucking well that we don't even know that they're working. Mm-hmm. And this is a perfect example. This is a perfect example. Mm-hmm. We all thought Britney Spears had power and that she was free. Look at all of these fucking systems from the government to the paparazzi to the patriarchy that were all working against this poor girl. And they were working so hard that it was right in front of our fucking eyes. I can't believe it. I can't believe it. But I can, because here we are. Thousand, like, none of what happened with Britney, like, most of it was totally publicly available information. Mm-hmm. I mean, literally stuff that you could just go to the courthouse and read. That's how we got most of our research, was, like, literally going to the Hall of Records and just reading this shit. This stuff happened in plain view. We watched it. Yeah. Yeah. No, And, I mean, I think that's the thing, like, the New York Times documentary kind of shook me, because it was, like, from my own perspective, like, just the misogyny, because I'm around Britney's age, and I was very much the TRL generation, and, like, totally. it was weird looking at that media footage and being like, oh, my God, at the time, this didn't raise any alarms for me at all. I was a teenager living in this shit, just swimming around in it like a fish in water. Yeah. Yeah, we totally. Yeah, the, the questions about the virginity, all that stuff is we were not looking at the people asking the questions. Mm-hmm. We were looking at her and judging yes. her. Yes. Could you imagine if a grown man, if a grown man or woman and you're 17 asked you about your fucking virginity? Could you imagine? Well, I mean, know, that at, makes my heart so, drop. Disgusting. And I'm 35 years young old. Age, <gasps> when they show on, on, the, on that documentary, the star search footage of the host, I can't remember his name, whatever, being like, do you have a boyfriend? Yes. Can I be your boyfriend? And you're yes. like, oh! Ah! Uh, 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 no. And also, yeah, no. remember that part that Beyonce samples um, on, self, on Pretty Hurts? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Do you guys know what I'm talking about? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I want to be happy. <laughs> she, yeah, the same. And it's, it's interesting the way that, like, do you know what's even crazier with this Britney thing is that I... The Gaga documentary, I think it's called Five Foot Two or something. Amazing, yes. Amazing. After another one afterwards, I was like, Gaga, are we best friends? Um, (laughs) But when she was like talking about fame and she was saying, look what they did to you know who. The fact that, and she was obviously talking about Britney, but the fact that like Mm -hmm. it's so, we all saw it. Like we all fucking saw it. And even that it's like, it's a cautionary tale. Well, look at what they did to you know who. It's so crazy. And actually, now that I say that, you know who could have been any number of people. Could have been Diana, could have been Britney, could have been Whitney. Yeah. They tried to get Beyonce. Somehow she was like, we out of here. I mean, yeah, Britney, like, I mean, she was like the sacrificial lamb for some reason. Mm -hmm. You know, there were obviously, yeah, a lot of women who, who got that kind of horrible attention, but she was always the number one. Yeah. And she survived though. Thank God. I mean, of all those women that I just named, none of them did. I do have one more question about, I guess I don't know that much about her boyfriend. Oh yes, he's a good guy. Like, Sam Ashbery. Okay, yeah, well, Sam Ash. <laughs> I mean, okay. So, I know he was a little sus at first, but then I gathered that he's not. We go back and forth. Honestly, it's like there's bigger fish to fry, so I think we're just concentrating on. Fine, he's the least fine. of the worries when it comes to yeah. men surrounding Britney. And like he's been pretty vocal recently in terms of like fuck Jamie Spears, free Britney. Right. He's very free Britney at the moment. So I think a lot of what happens with him is they clearly were able to to hold access to her over his head so i think that's how they kept him quiet was like fear of not being able to mm. to be around britney he's obviously on a bunch of ndas and shit like that too and you know he's a young fitness model but i think like 
she he makes Britney really happy. And I like I, I hope that he sticks around because I think that has been hopefully like the one I, I mean she's one thing she has in her life she right can now. trust. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. I mean, yeah, there's no question he loves to, you know, sell some protein powder. (laughs) Like, he's getting a lot of acting roles, and I haven't seen any yet. But but you know what? At least he's not taking her money. At least he's trying to make his own money. Mm -hmm. Sure, yeah. Like, at at least he's working. Imagine having to have your boyfriend sign an NDA. I mean. Like, that's wild. Yeah. I mean, her one of her fiancés was her conservator for a little bit. What? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Do you remember him? Yes, oh. yes, I vaguely remember this. Yeah, one of her, uh, Jason Trawick, who she was with in the, like, 2000, was it 2011, Babs? 2012? Yes, yeah. Became her conservator. So there was a period where her fiancé was legally in charge of her. Was And he was obviously part of, like, the Jamie Spears control camp. Yeah, yeah. And I read some wow. articles from around that time that said that, actually, that Jason signed a, a, a prenup with Jamie Spears. Ah! fuck <laughs> dude yeah. i hope we read articles like five years ten years from now that jamie spears is like doesn't have a home doesn't have anything dude just put him i would never wish upon anyone but him there were really? pictures of him like living in a random like warehouse that's fine wearing monster energy he like is obsessed with monster energy oh my god he, <laughs> of course i he... don't know what's going on with him but dude. he's out there Brittany, give Brittany her life back Give that woman it's, her life it's back. It's happening today. Hopefully. Yes. Oh okay, that's great. Also, you guys, I don't want to forget this because this is really huge. And I think like, even though like, yes, Britney Spears, I think this is probably the biggest news is that you guys helped to get some legislation changed in California for conservators, for conservatorships. Yeah. So now in California, um, a conservative has the right to choose their own attorney, which would have been awesome, the difference dude. night and day for Britney. Yeah, so you are yeah. both fucking awesome. You guys are fucking badass babes, badass I bitches. Mean... That's so fucking. We didn't write You're the like, legislation. <laughs> no, but <laughs> no, but look, it's it takes. I think look, things don't just happen out of nowhere. Things and don't just happen out like, of nowhere. All this work that you've done over years of it's going true. to all these hearings of just like keeping your feet in it, you, you know, yeah, throughout all this time, totally has really made a huge difference. Totally, and for millions of people, for people that like you're never going to meet. Yeah. You know? I'm going to be emotional for you. Oh this my is God. so beautiful. And Brittany has so many fans, and you've been able to like amplify their voices, which is totally. really cool. Yeah, really fucking dope, man. Yeah, I mean, we definitely wouldn't be here without all the fans and stuff either. They've really... They're diehard. Mm-hmm. Carried yes. the torch. They're diehard, and they... They, you know, they're definitely why all this stuff is happening too, because we got super overwhelmed, and, you know, we've had to, like take breaks and stuff at times because it's just been very intense but they've always like carried the torch and kept it going so yeah i mean we're really hopeful for this like we said this new legislation that it'd be that would be more catered way more pared down slash catered to people individually yeah we're excited for this new legislation to hopefully help people further as well and all slash i can't believe this is part of our lives oh i, I love that it's part of your I lives i love it's part of your I lives i love it too it's so cool because like we're such like this is so not like we're so ridiculous like we're just like party girls who like doing dumb like stunts on stage like like we have had so many moments where we're like balls deep in legal documents and we're like how did this happen like we once like bought a pair we once made a pair of rip away pants or like we've like worn fake butts on stage like how are we like learning probate code yes because that's rip away that's the pants. power of women man it's it's so I'm beyond words. I'm very, very impressed. I'm very, very proud of you guys. And oh, the quote that I couldn't remember is that well-behaved women rarely make history. So gotta be a little naughty. Gotta Gotta be a little naughty. Definitely, Brittany has posted that meme. I'm sure many times. I love that. <laughs> I love that Eleanor Roosevelt is now a meme. I love She's that. She's very memeable, honestly. My friend in high school, like out of our little girlfriend group, she was the only one, She or she was the first one to get a car in high school, and it was this 1990 Volvo, and she had that as a bumper sticker on the back of the car. Oh, and we, all, we also loved it. Like, so cheesy. We're like, yeah, we're in this car, and it has that on the bumper. Yeah. I also naughty. had a Volvo. Volvo was my first car. Love that. So I feel like... Not my first car, but I have had a Volvo. You're part of the club. You're part of the club. It was a great car. I think I remember she bought it from some old couple for like a very, very small amount of money. And I mean, it was probably a piece of shit. But to us, we're like, we got a car. We all have a car now. <laughs> you know, it was great. Those were the days you just needed like one of you to turn 16. Yes, exactly. exactly. I love it. Freedom was all yours. My first car was an Oldsmobile Cutlass. Yes. Wow. I love yes. it. That's wise. <laughs> 
<laughs> Mine was an 87 Nissan Sentra, like the two-door. You'd think that I'm 55 years old, but no, I just had a 20-year-old car when I, I was 18. <laughs> you know, like... <laughs> Um, Will you guys tell us, uh, tell the people where they can find you, how they can support you, and like the Instagrams and the and all the things. Facebooks definitely not Meta. No, Um, yeah, I'm I'm Babs Gray on Twitter and Instagram. You can check out Lady to Lady, which is our weekly comedy podcast, and then Toxic, the Britney Spears story. It's ten episodes. Like you, it's yeah. It's very, uh, we did, did a lot of work on it, so go check it out. It's not only about Britney's story, but conservatorships in general. Um, you guys nominated for a Peabody yet or anything? It was not, we got nominated for an iHeartRadio podcast award. Yes, Hell that's yeah. awesome. Yeah. Who vote for that? Who votes for that? The people? I think they, I don't we know. Find out. But we okay, are discussing out. wearing, so you know Britney and Justin's denim look? We're discussing yes. doing that on the red carpet. <laughs> <laughs> it would only be, be right. so good. That'd be incredible. Right. That'd be so good. I actually was that when I first started dating my husband, I made him do that with me for Halloween. I love that. And I'm so crazy. I got um, brown contacts. Oh my so god! I was like, How am I gonna look like Britney without brown contacts? Wow! Like, every party we went to was dark as fuck, and no one realized. And then I drunkenly had to learn how to take contacts out of my eyes. But you know what? Je ne regret rien. And that's oh, when you god. knew you'd marry that man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, Tess, where can everybody find you? Um, all my socials are at Testify with two S's Barker. So Testify Barker. Um, and yeah, and then I have the same podcast as Babs. So follow those. Best friends. Love it. Um, <laughs> you've been doing great TikToks lately, Tess. I've been watching them. Oh, thank you. I just yeah. joined. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Wait, I have TikTok because I'm just, I'm really excited to be there. Yeah, they're great. Um, I like the meditation one, but then I literally ordered Oh, I did those. see that. I did see that. That was hilarious. Yeah, was I must have seen it on Instagram. I saw it on Instagram. You know I'm not on TikTok. Yeah, but, I'm not on TikTok. But you made me feel young. <laughs> <laughs> thank you guys so much for your time i really appreciate it i'm really really proud of you girls you guys are fucking thank you dope so, as so shit. much you're killing it for this and yeah. for everything for everything on behalf of, on behalf of women of all women everywhere. Yeah, on behalf of fucking women thank guys, you ladies you're the best hey guys hey hope you loved that chat with Tess and Babs and if you hadn't listened to Toxic yet I hope that you learned a whole lot I hope you go listen to it that was really just scratching the surface they just have scratching the fucking like 10 surface. or 11 episodes all together yeah I'm not even up to case. date I need to finish the last couple yes um, I'm really excited too but I think at the end of the day Elizabeth and I really were interested in this just like Elizabeth said like what the fuck this happened to Britney Spears, a woman with so much money and what we thought was a lot of power. Mm-hmm. But it's also just like nuts that in 2021, this is happening. You know, you think of um, actresses from back in the day where there was also the, always this like, Oh, she's crazy. Mm-hmm. She went off the deep end. Yes. Things like that. And, you know, just painting women in this light of like, oh, they it's just so easy for them to be crazy or just write them off as being crazy. Yes. But it's like, oh, it's still happening. Totally. Completely gaslit. Like complete. Mm-hmm. Talk about gaslighting and talk about I feel kind of complicit in it because like we all watch this happen to her. And I guess that's why I'm so angry and loud now, because, you know, I, I was a part of the problem. I, I was a hundred percent right. A part of the problem, just like, ah, she's fine. Oh, she's crazy. Oh, like whatever. And I guess I just have to say, do you know, look, believe women. That's what it comes down to. Just fucking believe women. And we all have an obligation to protect each other. We all have an obligation to listen to one another when the other is, you know, reaching out to help. I think that that's really what this kind of teaches me anyway. It's just same. We got to keep our eyes open. We've got to be there for one another, do you know? And and Tess and Babs, like, they really did some murderino shit. I mean, like, thank God she didn't get murdered, but they did some, like, internet sleuthing, detective, what the fuck is going on? Honestly. Let's figure this it's out. It's very impressive. Very, very impressive. So, so proud of these girls. They're literally changing the world. They changed the world. They saved one of the world's biggest pop stars and changed laws doing it. Like, look how much somebody can accomplish when they just keep asking questions and they don't take no for an answer and they keep pushing the boundaries and they keep pushing back against people who are trying to stop them and using their voice Mm -hmm. and not getting smaller 
and being louder and standing their ground. These bad bitches! Yes! 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 yes. I'm, <laughs> I'm just so proud. I'm so proud to be on this network of women who are unapologetically bold and who don't take no for an answer. I'm just so proud. I'm so proud of all of this. So, Brittany, congratulations, girl. Yo, I hope you're doing whatever the fuck you want to do today. I hope you're doing whatever the fuck your heart desires. Just be safe, girl, because we want to keep seeing you. Whenever you're ready to make some music, whenever you're ready for a bop, I'm ready for it. But until then, you don't do nothing that you don't want to do. That's right. But get revenge. We can start calling you Petty Lizelle, She is petty as us. (laughs) (laughs) Is Brittany as petty as Elizabeth and Alex? Get your Petty Bell and find your Tom Petty girl. Oh, I like this song. I know. That's talk about a bop. (laughs) (laughs) All right, guys. You know what you could do? You could rate, review, subscribe. Hey, rate, review, subscribe. Hey. Hey. You could tell your friends, you could tell your mama, you could tell your cousin if you like the show. Say, I hang out with these fly girls every Friday. <laughs> you guys should rate, review, subscribe too. You can do the dance for them. You know, only do it if you think it'll work. Hilarious. Um, you can find us on Instagram at True Beauty Brooklyn Podcast. And I'm um, at the Brown Elizabeth Taylor. I'm at Alex Lindley. Please don't rely on me for any good Instagram content. I don't post much. But no, once but I see you, once I see, it's funny because it'll be like on a Friday or Saturday after an episode drops, I'll get like a couple new followers and I'm like, oh, fuck. I got to post like a cat photo or just like something. <laughs> She'll throw up a good picture on the stories. On the stories. On the stories. Um, I've been trying to pick, post pictures of the Franklin renovations. So if you guys are interested in seeing what we're doing, we're not yes, podcasting second location you. of our beauty studio. We're still doing it. It takes time, evidently, to restore a 100-year-old goddamn building. We're seeing what kind of ghosts are popping up. They're mad about a black girl and a Jewish girl taking over shit. They're going to have to deal because we here. Uh, but I'll let you guys know how the ghosts go. And that's it. That's it. We'll see you later. Bye. Bye. This has been a COC BK production. Produced by us, Elizabeth Taylor and Alex Shapiro. Our engineer is Bart Tripoli. Our theme music composer is Zebra Sonic. Our artwork is by Garrett Ross. If you're an advertiser interested in advertising on our show, go to midroll.com slash ads. For more information, go to exactlyrightmedia.com. Seeking the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.